Some big things have happened this year, and big things will happen next year. But no matter what happens, we remember that Christ is still on His throne. He reigns, and His purposes will stand when we understand the text. Happy New Year from your friends at When We Understand the Text, a daily Bible study in the Word of God that we may shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Tell your friends about our ministry at www.utt.com. Here once again is Pastor Gabe. Thank you, Becky. You're welcome. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Sort of. It is the very, yeah, (laughs) Happy New Year Eve. The very last day Uh of 2021. Yes. And tomorrow it will be 2020. Two. Two. (laughs) 2.0. 2.0. 2.0. 2022.0. That's good. (laughs) And here we are doing our year in review. Now, we're actually recording this on Tuesday. So for us, in real time, we've got a few more days till the end of the year. Yes. If something crazy happens... Between now and the end of 2021. We won't miss it. That's right. Because we're only covering the first half of the year today. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, we cover the second half of the year. And so if anything happens here in this last week, yeah, we'll throw it into the review next week. And therefore, we will not have an hour and a half long podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We'll still keep it minimal. That's how this has always turned out. Whenever yeah. we do these year in reviews, they always Super come out to be yeah, an hour and a half. Yeah. We don't have a patient infant. That's right. I mean, he's patient, but not that patient. Right now, the baby's sleeping. <laughs> yes. And, and he so, just got to sleep. That's so what we'll I see. understand. Because Becky called me before she came and the baby was crying. I heard him crying in the background. Mm-hmm. Then she arrives and he's out cold. So yep. hopefully yep. he's going to snooze all the way through this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get through the first 20 big news stories that we have of 2021. Awesome. This is our year in review covering the biggest stories of the year, and mostly those stories that had affected Christianity. Mm-hmm. Normally, we do a Q&A on Friday. So you can still uh, email us with your questions, and we will answer them not this next week, but the week after. Yeah, and I got a building list already. Oh, yeah? From people that are sending their questions awesome. in. They're getting backed up. Good. <laughs> we'll have plenty for those lulls. That's right. <laughs> the email address is when we understand the text at gmail.com. Before getting to our list, reading to you a little scripture here from Philippians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21, a reminder that our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself." Whatever we are going through in the present, whatever you went through this year, wherever you live, whatever time that you are in, Mm. like maybe sometime in the future, somebody's listening to this program, Mm -hmm. know that your citizenship is not here on this earth, but in heaven. Yes. If you are a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hold tight to that. And on that day that Christ returns, these bodies that decay on us, they fall apart, they get injured, Mm -hmm. they will be resurrected anew. Yes. In our Father's kingdom. And so hold fast to that hope that we have promised in Jesus Christ, our Lord, who forgives us our sins and gives us eternal life. Let's get to the year in review. Now, of course, the the biggest thing that has been going on all year has been COVID. 
Right. With, without it question. everybody. Yes. Well, and pretty close to everybody. Pretty much. Now, our lives really have not changed. We never changed anything. <laughs> but we've heard a lot about it. <laughs> we didn't stop yeah. going places. We yeah. didn't start wearing masks. We have not been vaccinated. Right. Our lives have continued on I pretty mean, much as normal. It affected a little bit of our our doctor's appointments and things like that. Yeah, going to stores, stuff like that. As it affected other people, it affected us. But right. but our specific lifestyle, right? we didn't, didn't change. Yeah, it didn't stop us. As much as we've seen the narrative change over and over during the year, it's changing again. This mm. very week that we are recording this program, yep. the COVID narrative is changing. On Monday, Joe Biden said that this couldn't be solved on the federal level. So he's handing it to the states. It's the state's responsibility. Up to each individual state. Now, remember, when he was running for president in 2020, he said that 200,000 people had died on Donald Trump's watch from COVID. He said this is unacceptable. And any person who sees that much death should be removed, does not deserve to be president. There have been four times that many deaths under Joe Biden's watch. Oh, wow. So now what to make of his words? Do we say that he is not fit to be president by his own judgment? I was going to say, we know, we know (laughs) that the, that Biden is not fit to be president, but uh, you know, anybody who's pro abortion should not be president period. But uh, yeah, I mean, just taking, taking his own judgment, Mm -hmm. being judged by the words that he has said, he does not deserve to be president of the United States. It depends if he remembers them. (laughs) Well, Anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Pray for the president. Definitely. We uh, and then Pray on top of country. that, the CDC on the same day said we're cutting quarantine to five days from the 10 that they were recommending before. If a person it has to be 14 put, at the beginning, it was 14 and then it was 10 and now, now it's, it's five. five. OK. Yep. And on Monday evening, CNN, all of this is going on the same day. Mm-hmm. Right. Joe Biden handing it to the states, the CDC. Reducing quarantine. CNN that night has doctor guests on the air who are saying the masks don't work. Hmm. Hmm. And they're talking as if, like, this has always been the case. We've always said this. The masks don't work. Well, they might have always said that, just not on the... <laughs> no, it was the same <laughs> one. In the propaganda. It was the same doctors who before were saying, love your neighbor uh, by wearing a mask. Got it. Now now it's the narrative's changing. Mm. And we're just going to pretend like, see, we've always said this. Right. We've always said the masks yeah. were never going to prevent this. So that's how 2021 is ending. And one of the things we're going to... 2022 is beginning. That's right. <laughs> One of the things we're going to talk about uh, as we go through these big stories that have happened in the year, we'll get to one of these items here where we'll talk about the divisions that have happened among Christians, Mm. even within the church. Yeah. Regarding masks and vaccines. Definitely. But first of all, our number one story, and by number one, I mean the first one that happened in the year. That made Christian headlines. It was like the first big story of 2021. I don't remember that far back. Becky hasn't seen this list. Nope. So every every one of these I'm going to mention is going to be like a walk down memory lane for her. (laughs) Just like it is for you. (laughs) All of but all of your reactions are going to be genuine. Yep. No. 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 I rehearsed mine. No. 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 I meant the the listener. Oh. Okay. Right. (laughs) (laughs) To the listener, it's a walk down memory lane for you as well. Yeah. 
I already know what this list is. Well, of course. I hope so. So the first story of the year. Oh, dear. On January. (laughs) (laughs) He's got an ornery look. (laughs) On January the 3rd, amen and a women. Oh, oh, ouch. (laughs) Yes. That was an ornery look. Do you remember this? Yes. Do you remember? Now I, can, I don't remember who, but I, I can remember. cheat. I can cheat a little bit here. I don't have to remember all this stuff off the top of my head because I did a what video on it. Oh. Here we go. You ready? No. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're, you're not off to a good start here, babe. Nope. <laughs> this is not even the craziest thing that happened all year. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. On the opening day of the 117th United States Congress, Representative Emanuel Cleaver got up to pray. And that's when this happened. May the Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon us and give us peace. Peace in our families, peace across this land. And dare I ask, O Lord, peace even in this chamber, now and evermore. We ask it in the name of the monotheistic God, Brahma, and God known by many names, by many different faiths. Amen. And a woman. Yup. He just said amen and a woman, as if amen is a gendered word. Amen means so be it. A woman means nothing, unless he's singing a Michael Bolton song. And this was a prayer to Brahma, the Hindu god, not the true god of the Bible. Romans 121 says, although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Hence concluding a prayer with a man and a woman. This is the blasphemous pagan religion of the left who want to force everyone to bow to their sex gods and pay for their child sacrifices. They have the audacity to stand before Congress and pray for peace when their hands are full of innocent blood. We read in 2 John 1, 9 that everyone who does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever abides in the teaching has both the Father and the Son when we understand the text. So there you go. That was the first big story of the year. Oh my. Amen and a woman. Uh, did he think that was a name? <laughs> yeah, right. He, he thought it was a gendered word. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, that was not the biggest story of the year, just the first ah, yeah. big story of the year. There we go. The next one. Oh, by the way, uh, as we continue these stories, the infant woke up during that video. Yes. So I'm now holding him. Yes. We've got 19 more stories to go here. Here we go. Hold on to your hats. <laughs> Hopefully he'll hold on. <laughs> he'll be good. He's sucking on his burp rag at the present. Yeah, so. he keeps burping. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. January 6th, the riot on the U.S. Capitol. Mm. Now, this goes by different names. Uh, the January 6th riot, the J6 riot. Some people just call it J6. Mm-hmm. On Wikipedia, it's listed as the 2021 United States Capitol attack. Okay. So it's kind of like this day doesn't really have an official name to it. Yeah. Even though you heard about it over and over all year long. Everybody Pol- had a different name. Y- that's right. Political pundits were sure that you did not forget... On January 6, 2021, a mob of supporters of President Donald Trump attacked the United States Capitol in Washington, D.C. They sought to overturn his defeat in the 2020 presidential election by disrupting the joint session of Congress assembled to count electoral votes that would formalize then President-elect Joe Biden's victory. And there are some that are saying it's the worst attack that's ever happened in the history of our nation, like the worst thing that's ever happened to us since the Civil War. No. No. 
<laughs> the riots of 2020 had more long-term devastating effects on major cities in this nation than the J6 riot. Definitely. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it's almost like people forgot that there was a riot going on in Washington, D.C. in May and June of last year where they had to put up barricades in front of the White House and mm. they put the president and his family down in a bunker. Yep. Because had those people gotten past those barricades, who knows what they were going to do Right? should they get into the White House. And, and I have praised the Secret Service's restraint in the midst of all of that. Because if the people had gotten past those barricades, which the Secret Service put up, the Secret Service would have killed them mm-hmm. trying to get into the White House. And it would have been within yeah. their right to do that. It would have been a bloodbath. Yes. So people's lives were saved by the fact that the Secret Service was keeping them out. Hmm. And and all of that was going on six months before. But all of a sudden, we have amnesia when the J6 riot happens. It's like, oh, no, look at what Donald Trump supporters are like. Yeah, because uh, Antifa is Donald Trump supporters. Yeah, right. <laughs> all, of the, uh, all of the rioting that's still going on in major cities today is not being done by conservatives. Hmm. Incidentally, uh, when I looked up these stories, I relied upon some different resources to kind of chronicle out the uh, the 40 biggest stories of the year. Sure. And one of those sources that I looked up, I can't remember the name of it now, it was a religious news service type of a uh, website, but it wasn't RNS. Okay. Uh, they listed this as the number one story of the year. This is the story that generated the most traffic to their website, hmm. was the January 6th Interesting. riot at the U.S. Capitol. They just forgot the A-women. Yeah. <laughs> that was on, I think that was on their list. It just wasn't the top. It didn't generate the most traffic. Oh, you know? okay, okay. But it is true that you had the A-men and A-women thing happen just three days before that, and mm. that story's gone yeah. now after the riot on the He's U.S. Capitol. He's probably grateful for that, yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly forgotten. Now, I wrote a blog on that, and I said, so in the, in the same place where... Uh, the representative had stood there and prayed to Brahma mm. and said, amen and a woman. Then you had rioters come and stand in those places in the Capitol. And it's it's a judgment. Yeah, it's definitely. a judgment of God on this nation. What happened on January 6th was wrong. Don't hear us saying that. Well, there were worse things that happened. Therefore, January 6th was not that bad. I've it was I've still been bad. Yeah, it was still bad. I've been consistent from the very beginning that that those people were crazy. That never should have happened. Agreed. That kind of lawlessness should never take place. If we were going to oppose... If that was our children, they would be disciplined oh, yeah. severely. <laughs> Somebody wasn't getting spankings growing up as a kid. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> we would probably allow our child to go to jail, honestly. Yeah, right. For that, That's what you did. You're going to sit there. That, That's yes. right. And we, we're still hearing about investigations into all of this. People are being prosecuted. Mm. Uh, some are still in jail because of this. Still being cleaned up, but really not the worst thing that has happened to our nation. Agreed. Not at all. Any given day in an abortion clinic I was is gonna say far that. worse yes, exactly. than anything that happened on January 6th at the U.S. Capitol. You know, on the same day, uh, Raphael Warnock won the Senate seat in Georgia in a runoff, but that's one of those stories that was just kind of forgotten because January 6th riot was, that was kind of the leading headline. Number three, third big story of the year happened on January 20th. It was President Joe Biden sworn in as 46th president of the United States. Now, what would that have to do with being a major Christian headline? Well, there were a lot of evangelicals that were pretty gaga over that. Trump still had the majority of evangelicals voting for him 
in the election in 2020. Sure. Yeah. But there has been a swing to the left. And even among yeah. evangelical leadership, there were people that voted for Biden. I had arguments with some of them online. Mm-hmm. And uh, and even people like Beth Moore were online doing like a live play by play of everything that was going on during the inauguration. And she was just gushing mm. over the stuff that that she was observing. Thabiti Anuabwili talking about how wonderful it was that we have a a a black woman who is vice president of the United States. Hmm. I mean, forget that she's one of the most pro-abortion, pro-LGBTQ politicians in American history. Mm-hmm. But he's proud of the fact yeah. that a black woman is vice president. Uh, also, Biden is only the second Catholic president of the United States. John F. Kennedy was the first. Joe Biden is the second. He's Catholic? He's Catholic. Oh. He says he is. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, no real true convictions of the Roman Catholic Church, but he claims to be Catholic. Okay. Yeah. Is that one of those things where you're going to run for president, so you got to choose one? No, he's always claimed to be Catholic. Oh, okay. But yeah, I mean, when it came to running for president in 2020, he moved as far as the le- uh, to the left as he had to move in order to win that. Hmm. So uh, Albert Mueller, for example, on uh, the briefing, he talked about how between Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders won the argument, even though Joe Biden won the nomination. Hmm. Because Biden had to become Sanders, basically, right. in order to get Sanders' base to vote for him. I could see that. To become president. So there you go. That's number three. Number four, <laughs> January 22nd, <laughs> Dr. Tom Buck makes a comparison between Kamala Harris and Jezebel. Oh. <laughs> Do you but remember he didn't. this? <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> no, though. he did not call Kamala Harris Jezebel. He right. didn't call her Jezebel. Right. That was what all the news sources were saying. Right. His, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It, it was misconstrued so bad. His actual tweet was this. This is the tweet that he made on January 22nd. He said, I can't imagine any truly God-fearing Israelite who would have wanted their daughters to view Jezebel as an inspirational role model because she was a woman in power. Right. But all the sort like the Washington Post, they're running these stories saying Tom Buck calls. Called her, yeah. yeah. Well, he's saying Southern Baptist pastor. Yeah. And they decided to invent this idea that Jezebel is a racist term. And, oh, there was another one. I can't remember the name of the guy over toward Dallas now. There was another guy that did it, too. Uh-huh. He didn't do it on Twitter. He did it in a sermon. Oh. But they found the sermon and ran that all over the place as well. So they're talking about these Baptist pastors that are comparing Kamala Harris to Jezebel. I'm pretty sure he did actually say that Kamala Harris was, <laughs> was Jezebel. Well. So this tweet quickly set off a firestorm of controversy. Sarah Pulliam Bailey of the Washington Post was really the first one to respond. And she said it took two days in office for a Southern Baptist pastor to call Vice President Kamala Harris Jezebel. I'm going to guess she's not getting an invitation to speak at the convention as former Vice President Mike Pence did in 2018. Uh You're darn tooting she's not (laughs) going to get (laughs) an invite. But yeah, it was huge around here in our church because we had... Phone calls. <laughs> Galore. We had threats. I mean, yes. we eventually took like our contact information down on our website just yep. to kind of stifle it all. And then once it calmed down, we put all that back up again. But uh, yeah, I mean, that was that was a big deal. It was run in national papers. It was talked about and debated among evangelicals. And it happened right here on our soil. There you go. Right here in Lindale, Texas.
Congratulations, <laughs> Pastor Tom. You made my list. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in 2021. Now I'm actually on this list too. Oh, uh, and I have Are never, I have never made my own list before, mm. but I did this year. You can probably guess what it was. No, but okay, it, I'm we, drawing. You blank. won't find out until next week. Okay, well, good. So we go on here to number five, February third. What is Christian nationalism? Christianity Today ran an article. Under that title, what is Christian nationalism? And this became a big talk among evangelicals, especially following the January 6th riots and all the conversation and debate that that stirred up. So uh, so what is Christian nationalism exactly? You've heard this term thrown around a lot. It's been used heavily over the course of 2021. It may be the term in evangelicalism for this year, Christian nationalism. All right. But what is it? Nobody knows. No idea. <laughs> It is, is it one of those phrases that everybody has their own definition for? Right. It's, it's just or a, is it just like an insert word? It's just a catch-all term okay. to criticize any Christian who gets political. Okay. So it's kind of like how Karen went in and out, you know, and the boomer kind of came and go. <laughs> right. Any, any woman who's kind of making a ruckus and complaining about things and wants to talk to the manager, we call her Karen. Sure. Right. Uh-huh. Just, yes. just like Karen becomes that catch-all word. Right. That's what Christian nationalist is. Okay. Any Christian who starts talking politics, you're probably going to get called a Christian nationalist. So what is it exactly? Well, here's some varying definitions. All right. <laughs> Accor- according to the article in Christianity Today, Christian nationalism is the belief that the American nation is defined by Christianity And that the government should take active steps to keep it that way. What's wrong with that? Yeah. (laughs) If we want our nation to be a Christian nation, what's the problem with that? But Christianity Today, Ed Stetzer, all these guys that have been writing on this all year long, uh, uh, David French, Russell Moore, they've all spoken about this in a completely negative sense. Mm. Now, there is a way, of course, in which a professing Christian can make... Our our national citizenship, bless you, son, <laughs> can make our national citizenship an idol. Mm-hmm. You know, your, your patriotism, right. uh, Americanism. You can you can turn that into an idol. Yeah, we got to be careful about right. that. But just because a Christian starts talking politics doesn't mean oh no oh, 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 oh hold on red light you're doing something heretical. Yep. Uh, and there was uh, what was the uh, podcast I listened to recently? The Plowcast. In the Plowcast, they called Christian nationalism heresy. A few minutes later, they were talking about a kind of Christian nationalism that's good. Oh, so is it heresy what? or not? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I mean, it just it it exemplifies that it's a catch-all term. It, yeah, it's whatever definitely. I want it to mean in the moment that I want it to mean this. All right. So you've got, uh, like some other definitions, uh, Grant Gaines, Christian nationalism was attempting to legislate God's moral law. Again, don't really see a problem with that. Nope. <laughs> Jonathan Lehman, Christian nationalism is confusing Christian identity and national identity or church membership and citizenship. But uh, who's doing that? Who's confusing their church membership with their American citizenship? <laughs> That's just, it's it's a definition without an example. Yeah, I'm I'm lost. Let's go on. I don't want to dwell on yeah. that one too much. We could do a whole show though on how ridiculous the awesome. term Christian nationalism has become. Let's not. Number six. <laughs> <laughs> Number six, February fifth, the Supreme Court blocks bans on religious gatherings. 
So remember, there were different states that were trying to prevent people oh, from going to church right. because of COVID lockdowns and all this other kind of thing. Right. The Supreme Court says, nope, can't do that. Good. So Yay. thank you, Supreme Court. Yes. But I, I mean, it was, it, it, this never should have happened in the first place. Agreed. But since it did, it's a good step in the right direction. I don't know. You know, you got to give them something. <laughs> yeah, well, you give them an inch and they think they're a ruler. Ah, that's true. So, <laughs> which brings us to Canada. Oh, boy. Number seven, February 7th, James Coates goes to jail. Oh, yeah, that was a big deal. Yeah. Now, there were several pastors that uh, that had felt the tyranny of their government mm-hmm. because they wanted to go to church. They wanted to keep their churches open. Right. So you had pastors that were fined. You had pastors that went to jail. Mm-hmm. But the biggest... Underground. Right. Yeah. And going underground, which is yeah. what James Coates' church ended up doing. Right. They continued to have services, but from an undisclosed location. Mm-hmm. James Coates, though, was probably the biggest name right. or, or the story that had gotten the most attention. Mm-hmm. Because he wanted to go to church. Yep. Grace Life Church in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. And then that led to other churches that were not as strong in faith to just shut down completely. Yeah, they got scared. Yep. Wanted to please man rather than God. Right. And so they uh, they shut down their churches. But James Coates wanted to honor the Lord. Yes. And so kept his church open. And we saw all kinds of stories about, you know, fences going up around the church. Mm-hmm. They had rented fences. Yes. And had fenced off the church. And James Coates went to jail over that. And we prayed for him. We talked about it here on the program. I wrote a blog ab- uh, about it as well. That would have been, oh, I thought I had it up in front of me here. And now it's disappeared. Early February. Anyway, <laughs> in, in early, early February. Early to mid-February. I had featured a transcript from Jacob Rayum, mm-hmm. another pastor in Canada who was talking about you know, it's just some of the cowardly pastors that weren't standing up mm. against the government. And now the... The primary motivation here was not to oppose the government. Right. It was to honor God. Right. But to not fear man, instead fear the Lord. And that's part of their law anyway. So. Right. They have religious freedom. Their government was going against their laws anyway. Yeah. So. There's religious freedom in Canada too. Yep. So not upholding their own laws and, and rather afflicting these pastors who yep. were just going to church. Yep. In the midst of all the COVID Nonsense. Which, again, as as we're coming to the close of the year, <laughs> there are more and more coming out yeah. that is revealing the lies that we've been told for the last two years. Yeah. And I can't imagine overseas. I don't hear their news. So the, the ones that are more locked down than what we are in oh, America. Oh, of course. Yeah. Hi, guy. You doing okay? And, of course, uh, uh, one of one of the news stories I should include in here is September 1. <laughs> this guy was born. That's that's next week. Though. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We're not that far into the <laughs> into the, the year yet. Let's see if he'll let us get through 20. <laughs> now, I have a bonus on uh, uh, on this next one. OK, so it's not really counted as one of our news stories. OK, because we talked about it last year. Oh, okay. But it was a story that continued on into 2021, sure. and that was the Ravi Zacharias scandal. Oh, okay. So all of the the sex scandals that he was in mm-hmm. really came out uh, on February 11th as confirmed. So all the suspicions mm. were confirmed. It was realized that it was even worse than we thought it was. He had multiple cell phones that had hundreds of women's numbers, text messages, photos from them, hmm. like lewd photographs. Uh, and it, it really supported something that I said back in October of 2020, 
when I said that Zacharias's ministry was completely discredited and RZIM should just completely shut their doors, yeah. not not do an apology tour, not rebrand. They just needed to shut down. Uh-huh. And there were some people that were upset at me for that and said, no, we should wait until the report comes out. And I said, look, the report's going to disclose one of two things. Either they will try to lie about uh-huh. how extensive it was of what Ravi Zacharias did or they will actually be honest and we'll find out it's way worse than we thought it was. Hmm. And that's exactly what we got. Yeah. We got the honesty, thankfully, but in the honesty, it was bad. It it was revealed that Zacharias may not have ever even been a Christian. Yeah. He confessed it with his mouth, but it was not in his actions. Man, that is sad. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people have looked up to him. A lot of people. A lot. I mean, his death was a big deal. influenced a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. His death was one of the major news stories of 2020. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's crazy. You had, uh, you know, even the the president of the United States saying how hmm. sad it was to have lost a theologian like Ravi Zacharias. But hmm. turns out that his life was a total lie. Uh, so anyway, that's not that doesn't count as one of our news stories. But just to mention it, since it oh, was bonus. one of the big events of the year. That's a terrible bonus. <laughs> <laughs> Can I no, trade it in for another? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Give me a different uh, different story there. Number eight, February, uh, February, February 25th. The Equality Act passes the House. Mm. Now, the Equality Act. Well, I wrote an article uh, on my blog, that was uh, the Equality Act makes everybody potato heads. <laughs> okay. Because on the same day that the Equality Act passed, we got that story from Hasbro, who was announcing oh, that yeah. the Mr. and Mr. Potato Head was getting dropped, and it was just going to be Potato Head. Got it. So there was no longer Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. It was just Potato Head. Awesome. And so, really, the Equality Act does that to everybody. There's no man and woman. There's no male or female. It's just everybody is potato head. (laughs) That's what you get in the the Equality Act. Now, it goes to the Senate, and we have not seen the Senate do anything with the Equality Act in 2021. Hmm. So, we're going to, I guess that's something we're going to find out in 2022, what the Senate's going to end up doing with that. This is, this has passed the House before, same people. Same people who've been behind this act for years, mm-hmm. uh, that it's passed the House before, but it always died in committee in the Senate. And now we're waiting to see what's what's going to happen with this in the Senate. But it will basically it would basically make it illegal uh, to say that a man pretending to be a woman. Right. It would be illegal to say, no, that's still a man. Yeah, that's that's what the Equality Act is going to do. Illegal, like you get arrested, kind of illegal. <laughs> yeah, probably. Like it, like if we're if our church is proclaiming that a man is a man and a woman is a woman, a man cannot become a woman, boys cannot become girls. Under the Equality Act, that would be considered discrimination. Ah, so we could get fined or shut down or lose our tax exempt status. You know, it would be some kind of penalty like that. But that, I see. that's what would come under the Equality Act. If it passes the Senate, so be pr- be in prayer for that. That's right. To that, not that be the able that to the, be <laughs> the Senate would have wisdom and kill that thing in yeah. committee. Now there was uh, recently a poll that came out just this last year or this last week rather. Okay. Of 2021, a Rasmussen poll has come out and has said that 75 percent of Americans believe there are only two genders: man and woman, male and female. Okay. Well, which means 25 percent of the country is certifiably insane. 
<laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. So and you, overruling everything. Exactly. You have sev- it's shoved in my face. Yes. 75% of the country understands male and female. Mm-hmm. And yet the Equality Act would push upon everybody in the country. No, there is no male and female. Mm. Like the House, the, the House rules, they ruled on this at the beginning of the year. Uh, even in legislation that comes to the House, there cannot be designations of male and female, not aunt or uncle, Mr. or Mrs. I mean, that just makes things hugely confusing. What about those languages that are? <laughs> yeah, right. I know that have that, masculine and feminine. Yes. Right. It like that. Wow. Mm-hmm. And okay. there, there are woke people in other countries that speak languages that have masculine and feminine words. Mm-hmm. And they're running into this. They're yeah. like, they they want to. They want to dump that the word pants has a masculine and a feminine. So you know? then you're going to get rid of the word totally? Yeah, right. I know. Like, what are you going to do with that? Let's let's not talk to one this another. Is not really <laughs> as big a problem in English, but right. it is in other languages where they have masculine and feminine words. Definitely. I remember when, uh, this is going to be a, totally a side story, but the film uh, Dances with Wolves uh-huh. back in the 90s. Kevin Costner movie. You remember sure. that? Okay. I remember reading about that movie that they showed it to the Native American. I can't remember the tribe, the Native American. American tribe that's in that film. Okay. But they showed it uh, to indigenous persons that were descended from that tribe that's represented in the movie. Sure. And they were watching the movie and they were laughing all the way through it because the language that they were speaking was actually the feminine form of their language. So they're watching <laughs> these warrior men. <laughs> Talk about themselves as women. <laughs> Basically okay. using the language the way that women would speak it. All right. And so they're they're like, yeah, you guys That's... did terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that just Hollywood? Yeah, of course. They always, like, you know, if you have a, a career that you are in, usually the army, and they're like, no, that's not how the army works. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, soldiers that watch war films. Detectives. They're like, no, that's yeah, or not cop how movies. Cop yeah. movies. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not how... That's not ER, how it goes. nurses like to giggle. Yeah, right. They're that like, doesn't happen in a hospital. That's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> Where in the world was I? Okay, number nine, yes, March 1st. Bethany Christian Services will allow LGBTQ parents to foster and adopt. Mm. Now, this was a Christian adoption agency, and they made the decision that they were going to allow LGBTQ parents to foster children and adopt children. And this was before the Supreme Court had even made a ruling on this. We were still waiting for the Supreme Court to come out with their decision as to whether or not LGBTQ parents or or adoption agencies should be required to give children to LGBTQ families. Well, I mean, if churches are accepting of them, LGBTQ... Which is what we're seeing, right? Evangelicalism becoming more and more accepting It will overflow into Christian organizations yep. as well. A lot of churches in America, certainly not the true church and not even the majority of Protestantism in America, mm-hmm. but is a lot of churches out there. I mean, you're seeing them all like uh, like woke preacher clips mm-hmm. shows these things all the time. Preachers that are wearing their rainbow sashes yeah. and talking about LGBTQism. And sadly, it's not for Noah, the Noah story. Right. Yeah, it's not it's not about <laughs> God's covenant. After the Noahic flood, it's celebrating the ethics of Sodom yeah. of our present age. So anyway, that's what happened March 1st. Bethany Christian Services are now giving children to those families, those couples that identify as LGBTQ, which we understand. I mean, LGBTQ, we're using the the acronym 
uh, or the acrostic, I guess you would call it, but it is not a thing. People are not LGBTQ. They engage in homosexual activities because they're sinful, but they don't... I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah they okay. don't have an immutable trait that mm. they can't change. Right. It's sinful. And and Bethany Christian Services is approving of sinful behavior and deciding we're going to put children in wicked, depraved homes. Yeah. God help them. Uh, number 10, March 9th, Beth Moore leaves the SBC. I can't say that that's a bad thing. <laughs> Especially where she ended up at the end of the year. Yeah, but I, I mean, she just has adoring fans that just thought it was the most heroic thing in the world for her to have left the Southern Baptist Convention and throw Southern Baptists under the bus. Very few Southern Baptists really came out. It, very few influential Southern Baptists mm. came out and and spoke about how she manipulated the Southern Baptist Church for years. Yeah. Got herself rich. Yes, big time. Off of Southern Baptist and Lifeway. Mm -hmm. And then when it wasn't as lucrative for her anymore as it was. Butcher the cash cow. That's right. Dump it and move on to something else, which now she's Anglican. That's the story that's come out in the last couple of weeks. Yep, that's what I was saying. Yeah, which just proves what it is that we have been saying about her for years. Mm -hmm. She was not truly Baptist. She did not care about the Baptist statement of faith. Nor does she care about the sufficiency of scripture. Mm-hmm. She's an egalitarian mystic. Yeah. Which means she believes women can be pastors and God speaks to her through extra biblical visions and revelations. Which is something that has bothered me for a long time. <laughs> I mean, we've been bothered by Beth Moore for a while. <laughs> Farewell, Beth Moore. Yes. But it, it's still obnoxious how many Southern Baptists continue to defend her as though she's some sort of darling of the SBC. Yeah, I don't know. If ever there comes a day where Beth Moore and Russell Moore will stand in front of the Southern Baptist Convention, they'll receive a hero's welcome. Oh, likely, yes. And it's astonishing that that's where the Southern Baptist Convention is headed. Uh, Number 11, March 26th. You you might not remember this one. Lil Nas X. I don't know if that's even how you pronounce his name. Lil Nas X. Nas X. L-I-L-N-A-S-X. He's a rapper. Okay. Launches the Satan Shoe. No, I don't remember. You don't remember that? There was only 666 pairs of this shoe available. Yeah. (laughs) And it had real blood in them. Ew. Yes. Whose blood? I think it was his. Ew. I don't recall for sure. Ew. You know, I remember reading that and wondering if somebody's going to go commit a crime and leave Lil Nas X's blood at the scene of the crime. (laughs) That's kind of (laughs) morbid. It's like I had it in my shoe. It's right there. I was able to frame. Little Nas X. Anyway, I don't know whose blood it was. Um, I'm really grossed out. Uh, we move on. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> to number 12. This is uh, April the 6th, and it was Vody Bauckham releases Fault Lines. Ah, yes. Which was a fantastic book. If you haven't picked it up yet, you should. Yes. And, of course, it was Vody Bauckham who was uh, speaking against the woke movement, especially uh-huh. the way that it has infiltrated churches. Yes. In particular. Uh, Not just the way it's splitting apart a culture, but even the way it's breaking up brothers and sisters in the Lord. Yes. So check out Vody Bauckham's book, Fault Lines. You know, in addition to that, I mean, Vody Bauckham about lost his life this year. He really had a lot happen to him in 2021. He did. It's been a big year for him. There was that heart complication that he had. They thought that he wasn't going to survive. We raised over a million dollars to get him from Africa to the States. And he was able to get the... 
operation that he needed. Thought he was going to need a transplant. Yeah, barely made it. Which I remember him saying that one of these days he's going to tell the story of mm. everything that happened because it really I'm was. I'm sure it's still too soon. Yeah. The, the providence <laughs> of <too> God. Much. <laughs> I know it. Oh. The providence of God just making everything line up the way that it did so that he was able to get here. Praise the Lord. Uh, but it was Founders Ministry, Tom Askell, uh, and others. I, our church was part of it as well, mm-hmm. but raised money to help fund Vody Bauckham getting to the States and getting the life-saving operation that he needed. Something was going on where where he couldn't get a flight out. What was that? Yeah, I can't remember where that was. I don't remember the sequence of events. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of layovers anyway. Yeah, there for was. storms. As some sort of was that the the winter storm in April? I don't oh, remember if that was or April. not. Well, no, 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 no. That's no, that when was the, the fault line. That's when the book came out. Yeah, there was winter storms in March, which was when anyway when when all of that was going on. Yeah. So let's see here. Uh, the next one, <laughs> you might not remember this one either. Uh, Dear God, please help me to hate white people. Nope. Do you remember this? Can't say that I do. <laughs> this was on April the 7th. But when I'm this... definitely giving you a blank stare. <laughs> when this story went big. So it was a book that was called A Rhythm of Prayer, a collection of meditations for renewal, and it was compiled and edited by Sarah Bessie. She's uh, uh, kind of takes after Rachel Held Evans, okay. who was one of her heroes. But in that particular book... Is she white or black? Oh, she's white. Okay. But in that book, there was a a prayer that was written by Chaniqua Walker Barnes, and it was the prayer of a weary black woman. And the prayer begins, Dear God, please help me to hate white people, or at least to want to hate them. At least I want to stop caring about them individually and collectively. I want to stop caring about their misguided racist souls to stop believing that they can be better, that they can stop being racist. This is where the woke movement has gotten people too mm-hmm. to just think evil, suspicious thoughts of one another. Definitely. And Paul warned in First Timothy chapter six that when we leave the gospel and the sound words of our Lord Jesus Christ, that it leads to more and more ungodliness, mm-hmm. and that which breaks people up rather than unifies. Mm-hmm. The woke movement is never going to unify anybody. And there's not an end to it. There's no solution to this. Right. It's just constantly suspecting one another, dividing people into different groups and saying who's better than whom. Mm. That's that's what it's designed to do is to keep people separated, even to the point that you got this woman praying to God. I want to hate white people, not unify us. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Right. Help me hate white people. I just I, I don't want to hate anybody. No, like, <laughs> why Why would you want to hate somebody? Right. You know, all year long, we were hearing love your neighbor by wearing a mask or getting vaccinated. Exactly. <laughs> but apparently it's OK to hate your neighbor if they're a different skin color than you. Or if they're not vaccinated. Well, if they're white. Now, I take that back. It's OK to hate your neighbor if they're white. And not vaccinated. And not vaccinated. Yes. <laughs> Man, the hypocrisy of all of this is just. Absolutely no, I'm not astounding. saying that everybody thinks that. But that was one of the things going around this year. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hang on. Let me let me read you this. uh, Let me read you this tweet. This was something that I had just shared on Twitter earlier this week. Hang on. Let me pull this up. (laughs) Great. (laughs) You're pulling up Twitter. Oh, no. (laughs) Becky's going. This just went from bad to worse. Uh, The what did I just say? (laughs) Okay. so this is this is from Leonidas Johnson. All right. And he says, simply because I'm black. 
I've been treated negatively. I've been discriminated against. I've been stereotyped, told I couldn't go to certain places, been falsely accused of being a dangerous murderer, and I've been threatened by my job. Just kidding. It's because I was unvaccinated. Oh, my. (laughs) (laughs) But he's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't matter what skin color you are. You're hated if you're unvaccinated. This is true. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on. In, in some circles. I can't say all. Move on to another story before Becky's head explodes. Yes, please. Number. But there is a separation there. Is a separation where? Be- between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated for the most part. Now, I can't say everybody cares, but there's a vast majority that care. Like if you're one side or the other, like there is a conflict Oh, of course there is. Yeah, there's a segregation there. Yeah. Yeah, no question about it. Yeah. I mean, people me are people are losing their jobs. Joe Biden, the president of the United States, said that if Oh, the big companies. Well, yeah, there was there that the mandates in here. Oh, okay. we get to sorry, that next sorry, week. Sorry. Yeah. So you're jumping ahead. I'm jumping ahead. <laughs> so he This is why I don't lead because right, right, I'd right. be uh, all over the place. <laughs> but he did say and this was in the first half of the year mm-hmm. where he said uh law enforcement officials if they're not going to get vaccinated they deserve to lose their jobs. The mm. president said that. It was in a town hall that was on I believe it was CNN. Good grief. So if you if you're not willing to get vaccinated you should lose your job. Mm. And now as we talked about at the beginning of the program they're walking all that back now. Yeah. I mean it's it's uh all right yeah moving on number 14 14 this was april 20th pseudo historians attempt to rewrite american evangelicalism and i put this on april 20th because that was the day that the making of biblical womanhood came out by uh beth allison barr and so over the course of the year you've had kevin DeYoung who's responded to that book and saying that it was it's full of some made-up history History that's been twisted okay. as though to say that our current understanding of biblical manhood and womanhood is wrong. Okay. Like it's never it's never intended to be the husband is the head of his wife as Christ is the head of the church. But rather, that's a cultural reading Mm. that we've put into that text. It's not really what the Bible meant. Hmm. That's what some of these books are trying to push, whether it's the making of biblical womanhood or uh, DeMay's book. Uh, Jesus and John Wayne, all of these are kind of rewriting history. They're not really looking at a biblical understanding of manhood and womanhood. They're trying to say, no, our biblical understandings have been culturally influenced. Influenced, yeah, okay. So they're trying to rewrite American evangelicalism with this pseudo-history and this deconstruction uh, uh, sort of approach to things. Oh, boy. But you can find some good articles out there from Denny Burke and Kevin DeYoung responding to these things. Uh, and I wrote one, too, when Denny Burke and, and uh, DeMay had their exchange. This was just a few weeks ago, but I kind of linked to some of those in my blog. So you can go to PastorGabe.com and find some of that information there. Uh, number 15, May the 3rd, the launch of Strip Mall Seminary. <laughs> <laughs> Now that wasn't awesome. that wasn't the day that uh, that Grace Bible Theological Seminary launched, but that was the day that it blew up online. Yeah, and became a big deal, right? Because Dr. Owen Strand was leaving Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, mm-hmm. and he was taking residence at Grace Bible Theological Seminary in Conway, Arkansas. Yes, and so. Uh, there were people that kind of were making fun of that online. Mm-hmm. Kristen DeMay even said that she thought there was some kind of moral failing. Oh, like, okay. like the gossip online was just awful. <laughs> she was saying that that 
Dr. Strand had to have done something wrong. Oh, for him to leave. Yeah, and yeah. that's why he left MBTS or they were going to fire him or something like that. Yeah, and it's, it's just amazing what people can come up with yeah. instead of just asking. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't care. No, they didn't. It's whatever we can make fun of him for. So anyway, because of that, they were like, wow. Dr. Strand leaves a prestigious seminary and he goes down to strip mall seminary. <laughs> oh, yeah. I and, and since then, <clears throat> they have added Dr. James White oh, really? to that lineup. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. And Scott Annual is oh. one of the professors there as well. I mean, they're just they're just building this all star cast. That's awesome. <laughs> and you a, got a T-shirt. <laughs> that's right. I got a great I got a great T-shirt. Strip mall seminary. They were just giving those out at G3. It was awesome. <laughs> All right, so check them out. Check out uh, Grace Bible Theological Seminary. We go on to, let's see, number 16. This was on May the 10th. Israel and Hamas, their 11-day war. Oh, yeah. So May the 10th, I believe, was when uh, the war experienced the ceasefire. Hang on, guy. Now he's, he's starting to lose it here. So Israel and Hamas agreed to a ceasefire Thursday, halting a bruising 11-day war that caused widespread destruction in the Gaza Strip brought life and much of Israel to a standstill and left more than 200 people dead. Hmm. So because of that 11-day war, we saw images online mm-hmm. of uh, of Israel shooting rockets out of the air. Pretty stunning to see how their defense system worked. Yeah. But a lot of people still died. And, uh, and of course, involving Israel, you've got a lot of Christians that will see something happening in Israel and wondering if it's tied to the end times. So we heard a lot of that talk that was going on in the midst of that 11-day war as well. Mm-hmm. Number 17, May 18th, <coughs> Kevin Max announces that he's an ex-vangelical. Kevin, oh, yeah? Kevin Max, singer from DC Talk. Right. Okay. I knew it was a singer, but I couldn't remember which band. Yeah, he's become pro-LGBTQ, mm-hmm. and we were, we're seeing that happen a lot, among, yeah. especially among Christian artists. Yeah. There is this growing acceptance of LGBTQism. And then a denouncing. Of faith. Yeah, right. And then a leaving of the faith. Well, that's yeah. that's eventually what it leads to, right. But yeah, a couple of years ago, there was the story of, um, oh, I can't remember the artist's name now. I did a what video on it. Uh, Lauren Daigle. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. When she was interviewed and said she didn't know if homosexuality was a sin. Right. That turned out to be my most watched 90-second video. Wow. <laughs> so of the what videos I've done, that one has the most views on it, of the 90-second videos anyway. The one mm-hmm. that I did on the Bible Project... Oh, it's still okay. my most watched video. That's over a quarter of a million views now, I think. Uh, number 18, June 16th, the Southern Baptist Convention. <laughs> oh, boy. Just that. Just the Southern Baptist Convention. That, that was a train wreck. Well, yeah, there were all kinds of things that were wrapped up in that. <laughs> so many. There was the... There was, I didn't even go. <laughs> yeah. I was... Like, back home, just cringing. <laughs> All the news and the stories <laughs> that came out from that. On June the 1st was when Russell Moore resigned from the ERLC, and then he even left the SBC altogether. He went to a paedo-baptist church. Mm-hmm. So you had somebody else who really never had a true conviction in the Baptist statement of faith. Yeah. And they who was up, in charge? Yeah, right. A big, I mean, he had a big role. He was. He was probably... The second or third most famous person in the SBC after Al Mohler and J.D. Greer. Mm-hmm. Russell Moore had the face that you saw on the news because he was yeah. constantly responding to things 
that were happening in the culture and giving like the Southern Baptist. And then you noticed him not responding when he should and responding to things that he shouldn't. And... Oh, yeah. He was completely absent through the whole shutdown thing. Yes. He was doing book reports from his basement office. Yes. Instead of defending those churches that were being persecuted yes. by the government because they were going to church. <clears throat> He yeah, he was kind of quit doing his was, job, yes. and then he quits. Yep. It's like, why, why didn't right. you quit before that? <laughs> like, you were mentally checked out. He was useless as the president <clears throat> of the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission of Thank the Southern you. Baptist Convention. Yes. So then all the Very drama, sad. all the drama that he caused, leaking those letters and uh, making slanderous statements about Mike Stone. Right. Uh, and then that is clearly what swung the vote, leading to uh, Ed Litton winning. Yeah. President of the Southern Baptist Convention. But anyway, there were all kinds of stories wrapped up in all of that. You had the uh, women pastors was a big element of the debate. Saddleback, which was the largest Southern Baptist church pastored by Rick Warren. They ordained their first women ministers on May the 6th. And so that became uh, a topic of discussion at the Southern Baptist Convention. You had the vote to uh, uh, to completely condemn abortion. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was the attempt to try to rescind Resolution 9, mm-hmm. which never actually happened. You had the whole debate going on regarding uh, critical race theory and intersectionality. Man, can we list all of the uh, no. controversies you there? Can't. You just can't. There were too many. A <laughs> lot of stuff breaking up the SBC right now. <sighs> a lot of things that are breaking up a lot of different denominations. Rocking the foundation. That's right. Uh, because it wasn't built on the Bible. When we uh, when we come back to this next week, we'll be talking about the Presbyterian General Assembly mm. that they had later on in July. So uh-huh. we saw a lot of lot of movement, a lot of division, especially over sexual ethics among various denominations in 2021. Uh-huh. This guy's getting this guy's getting fed up. I'm fed up with this news. <laughs> uh, it's okay. Mommy's <laughs> agitated, too. <laughs> That's right. You're going to be like, Mama, uh, let's get these last two out of the way then. Number 19 was on June 17th. The Supreme Court rules that the Catholic group doesn't have to consider LGBTQ parents. That was the ruling that we were waiting for from the Supreme Court. Mm. But Bethany Christian Services preemptively decided yep. we're going to give children to LGBTQ parents. Even though right. the Supreme Court ended up ruling that adoption agencies do not have to go against their Christian convictions mm. and give children to depraved families. Last of all, number 20 on June the 22nd, the debut of The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. Ah. Probably the most popular podcast in the country in 2021. Hmm. Now, last year in 2020, the most popular podcast in the country was Just Thinking. Yeah, <laughs> they, I like that one. They often topped Christian charts yes. on the Apple list and other places. But this year it was the rise and fall of Mars Hill. That became a talk all over evangelicalism. It was a terrible podcast. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't listen. To it that started one. off better than it ended. I actually didn't finish it. But the, the episodes that I heard, you know, about two thirds of the way through is about where I dropped off. Mm-hmm. It was just getting so bad. Yeah, and I was like, nah. So anyway. There you go. There's the first half of, of 2021. 2021. When we come back next week, we'll still be in the month of June. Okay. And then we'll hear the next 20 big stories of 2021. Awesome. And we've given kind of a teaser to a few of them. I don't know if I'm really looking forward to coming back. <laughs> 
<laughs> Becky's announcing her retirement. Oh my goodness! <laughs> but as we are told, crazy in, world. As we are told in the scriptures, the Lord is in the heavens; He does what He pleases. There oh. is nothing that is happening that is outside of the sovereign will of God. Amen. Psalm 115, verse 1. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory for the sake of your steadfast love and your faithfulness. Why should the nation say, where is their God? Our God is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of human hands. I know it, idols. They have mouths, but do not speak. Eyes, but do not see. They have ears, but do not hear. Noses, but do not smell. They have hands, but do not feel. Feet, but do not walk. And they do not make a sound with their throat. Those who make them become like them. So do all who trust in them. O Israel, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. The Lord has remembered us. He will bless us. He will bless those who fear the Lord, both the small and the great. The heavens are the Lord's heavens, but the earth he has given to the children of man. The dead do not praise the Lord, nor do any who go down into silence, but we will bless the Lord. From this time forth and forevermore, Mm. praise the Lord. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time together, and no matter what it is that has happened this year or will happen in the next, We put our trust in God, who does all things to the counsel of his will. We trust in you. May we continue to hold fast to the gospel and share it with this lost and dying world. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. And we uh, we know that Grace Community Church, John MacArthur's church, was a target. Oh, yeah, big time. In 2020, it was a big story. In 2021 as well. Yep. Because uh, that was one of our stories last year when we did our year in review. Yeah. It was just simply, John MacArthur goes to church. Yep. And it was like the big <laughs> one of the it. biggest stories. <laughs> one of the biggest things of 2020. He defied California lockdowns and just went to church. Yep. But the Supreme Court upheld it. February 5th said, yep, you can do that. It's constitutionally protected. You hang on. He just ripped and it's whoa. <laughs> I felt it on my lap and now I'm losing concentration. So at least you're not losing consciousness. <laughs> I might. Uh, you're not sitting over here. Woo. Kid, my goodness. Say, Are Mama, you proud of yourself? Mama had chili. Yep, I got <laughs> you proud of yourself. Woo.